This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado that carries brands such as Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. The team over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Hey, how's it going, Sam? Hey, man. How you going? Doing well. Thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Before we get into everything, do you want to share just a little bit more about yourself and you know what you do? Yeah, for sure. So um, I own, I'm founder of Pyra. Pyra is a technical streetwear brand grounded with the purpose to unite your outdoor experience with functional designs that can withstand the elements. I'm originally from New Zealand. Um, I moved over to Australia in 2008 and have kind of been working in the industry as a apparel designer for um, the last 10 plus years. Um, I founded Pyra at the start of 2020, right at the start of a pandemic. So a pretty interesting time to launch a brand, but yeah, we've been able to get some really great cut through and yeah, find our place in the market. Yeah, and we're so happy to have you on the podcast and to share more about what you're doing at the brand. Jumping into the first segment, style ethos. You know, how would you describe your personal style? Um, so my personal style, I grew up as a um like a semi-professional skier in New Zealand when I was younger. Um, so growing up over there, uh the outdoors lifestyle and sports was always really big for me. Um, I've always been into streetwear. Um, you know, I've been a streetwear designer for the last 12 years. Um, so when I wanted, decided to start Pyra, I kind of really wanted to bridge the gap between the two, um, you know, designing, create uh, technical kind of streetwear products that are built for the outdoors and kind of bridging the gap between, you know, everyday essentials, um, you know, in, in your typical streetwear kind of apparel market you know, my kind of style is basically what Pyra is. Um, I live and breathe the brand every day. Um, you know, I basically have designed a brand <laughs> selfishly around what I really want and what, you know, I see as a gap in the market and, you know, as something that I kind of saw that there was not a lot of people doing. Yeah, I mean, I really love what you're doing with the brand and it makes sense that, you know, your interest and what you love kind of, you know, feeds into the brand is and kind of embedded into its DNA. You know, moving into the next segment, you know, what have you been obsessed with? You know, what anything that you've been interested in? You know, this could be music, movies, TV shows, books, YouTube, pretty much anything. I suppose, like for me, in the past kind of five years, I've you know been a creative. Um, the the whole entrepreneurial thing kind of came um, second to me. 
So um, for me, it's kind of just been diving really deep into that and reading a lot of um, entrepreneurial books and business books and, you know, learning from other brands and what, you know, can inspire me to keep driving the brand forward. Um, you know, I've always been super interested in branding and marketing, um, you know, even back, you know, when I was at school, um, you know, I was always coming up with brands and coming up with logos and, you know, kind of going into going down all that sort of route. So I know you're also really interested in, you know, reading books, you know, covering the business world. Do you have any you know, recommendations for anybody who's listening that's also interested in, you know, starting their own business that you found was really useful? Yeah, for sure. I think like, as I kind of mentioned before, you know, um, me being a creative, um, the, the kind of numbers side of things with the business didn't come naturally to me. So, you know, I was always, I always get super inspired when I hear a lot of founder stories. Um, you know, one of the best ones that I'm sure most people, or a lot of people would have listened to is Shoe, Job, Shoe Dog by Ni- uh, Phil Nike, the, basically the Nike story. Um, another, a couple of other good ones that I've read is, um, good to great by Jim Collins. Um, you know, all of his books are amazing, like kind of game changer ones of, you know, him, um, kind of interviewing the best companies in the world and figuring out why they work and why they don't work. The E-Myth Revisited was another really good one, uh, basically about documenting everything in your business, um, in terms of almost setting it up to be a franchise, um, in a way. Chip Wilson. Um, the Lululemon founder is probably one of the guys I look up to most, I'd say, with the way that he kind of built his brand, um, you know, his story from starting a snowboard company in North Beach, uh, West Beach, sorry, and then moving into Lululemon um, as a, you know, a direct-to-consumer brand, um, fully vertical, vertically integrated. So the I think the book's called Little Black Stretchy Tights, um, but if you just search the Lululemon story by Chip Wilson, my personal MBA by Josh Kaufman was a really good one, kind of just to give me the whole picture of business. It's basically like business kind of gauntlet course of taking you through everything from stage one all the way through to, you know, building a team up to be a 50 plus million dollar business. I've just finished actually the one is called Running With Purpose and it's on the Brooks um, CEO, Jim Weber. Um, you know, that's a kind of a great turnaround story of how he kind of came in as CEO into that business and, you know, took on the other big players in the uh, running business. And by doubling down on um, finding a niche within the market and really kind of hammering home that re- running customer. And then the final one would be Legacy um, by James Kerr. And it's actually on the um, story of the All Blacks, the rugby team in New Zealand. And their psychology behind um, why that team is, you know, one of the greatest sports teams in the world and, you know, their philosophies and, um, you know, there's a lot of great leadership kind of takeaways out of that book. You know, an example is, you know, um, always sweep the sheds, meaning, you know, that you're never too big to be the last person in the changing room to sweep the sheds. And, you know, that's what their captains do um, within the business. Um, and then finally, I'd religiously always listen to how I built this um, as a podcast as well. But, you know, what kind of interests me is like, you know, my um, hobbies that I do most weeks is, you know, spending time outdoors, you know, whether that's hiking. Um, I play a lot of golf. I play a lot of tennis. I surf, you know, two, three times a week. Um, and I, you know, ski in the winter as well. So I kind of have a pretty good balance um, between, you know, the the lifestyle of the different sports I do. 
Um, so that's kind of basically what I'm doing when I'm not driving the brand. One of the questions I always love to ask when I have designers that you yourself on, you know, what are some of my favorites from the brand and seeing if you can share a little bit more detail about, you know, the design process, like how you came up with um, the, this particular piece. Um, so I wanted to share just a few of you know, my personal favorites. I really love the uh, Pyra Flex cargo shorts, especially in the carbon colorway. I don't know if you could share just a bit more about, you know, how you came up with these really great pair of shorts. Yeah, for sure, man. So a lot of our, um, just going back to like our fabrics and stuff, because we're a technical streetwear brand, um, when I'm thinking about the design process in terms of, you know, the customer and what the customer wants and also what I want in a pair of shorts is, you know, you want to be able to move in them. Um, You want them to be comfortable. You want them to be breathable and you want them to be a kind of short that can take you from the street to the the trail um, in a seamless kind of um, movement. So a lot of our shorts and our pants are actually made with a four-way stretch. Um, You know, the four-way stretch is, makes it super easy to um, walk in, to move in, to travel in, to commute in. Um, you know, the elastic waist, again, is built for comfort as well. And just by having a lot of those, you know, more technical kind of cargo pockets, it means, you know, the utility the utility um, aspect of them, you know, can be used for multiple use. Um, you know, if you are going on a, a day hike, you know, you've got enough pockets there to, you know, put some bits and pieces in that you need. But at the same time, you know, if you're walking through the streets of New York or whatever, you know, you've got enough pockets for, you know, your wallets and your passports and your keys and your phone and, you know, all of those types of things. So I suppose, you know, when I'm designing, I'm kind of thinking, you know, what's the most amount of value I can add to the customer to purchase this sort of short, you know, you know, thinking about it, does it need a zip pocket or, you know, does it need a welt pocket or, you know, what sort of branding um, is going to be best for this sort of short? Is it going to be worn outside? Is it going to need a 3M reflective logo or if it doesn't need an embroidery for, you know, the smooth hand feel, if it's going to be rubbing against something. So we kind of, you know, really kind of dive pretty deep into each product that we design, trying to make sure that we're kind of getting the most out of it. And I think like a big one for us as well is, you know, how can we um, make this short or any product with minimal impact on the environment? Um, So, you know, a lot of our um, nylons are made with recycled. That short that you're talking about is a four-way stretch recycled nylon. Um, This is something that, you know, has always been super important for me when I started the brand. Um, You know, being an outdoors brand, you know, it makes sense to look after Mother Nature in any way possible. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we're still making a garment and, you know, we are still producing something. So, at the least we can do as a brand is, you know, make sure we're minimizing our impact on anything that we can do. Yeah. You can definitely tell that the brand is very thoughtful with all of the pieces that come out. Um, The next piece that I want to talk about is the uh, strap back hat. Um, I really love it. And just like the classic black, I think it's like the perfect hat to wear like nearly every day. Like I'm always wearing some form of hat. So I don't know if you want to walk us through uh, how you came up with that design? Yeah, well, that's kind of a our take on a the classic kind of five panel hat. It's a really low rise kind of almost running style hat. Um, it's all in nylon. It has like a mesh internal sweatband on it, and then it just has the easy clips at the back. So you, these hats can be worn, um, you know, to be at the gym. They can be worn hiking. They're in a lightweight nylon, so 
if they if they're wet outside, they're a really quick dry um, fabric as well. And then we always do our signature kind of 3M reflective logos on the front and our little metal um, branding like right on the back by the clip. Yeah, so these hats are kind of just our, our bread and butter. They're the the hat that we always shoot in all of our campaigns. They're always front and center at our store, and we tend to roll them out in about three or four different colors each year. Yeah, incredible hat. I'm definitely gonna have it into the description for anyone who's interested. And then the last pieces that I want to talk about is actually just like sunglasses in general. I think this is yeah. like one of my favorite things that the brand creates. Where did this you know love of sunglasses come from? Yeah, so the Sunnies thing we only just launched um, a couple of months ago. This is a new category um, for us. Um, I've always been into eyewear forever. And because I've been designing apparel for so many years, it was really a great kind of personal project to, you know, get outside of my comfort zone and kind of start something from scratch and, you know, learn the techniques within the factory figure out you know ways that we can make it environmentally friendly and kind of go down this whole kind of rabbit hole of you know starting a new category but doing it right so the whole project kind of took about a year um, from start to finish from you know coming up with um, some concepts then kind of working with the factory on different kind of techniques that we could make that um, you know are not traditional so most um, eyewear is made from acetate which is made from petrol petroleum so all of ours are made from a biodegradable acetate um so these are it doesn't mean that they break down within a year or whatever but that means that you know they're made with um an environmentally friendly um aspect to them and all their lenses as well they're all green lenses so they're all made from sugarcane as well so it was kind of like an interesting kind of project that we worked on really kind of pushing the um, factories to kind of develop and work with us to carve out this new kind of um, technology or innovation Um, in terms of the styling as well we um because like our three main brand pillars within our brand are um, we have street we have sport and then we have um, outdoors so for us we kind of wanted to try and tackle all three of those within this eyewear category so you'll kind of notice throughout the collection you've got your kind of more traditional street kind of style ones um i wanted them all to be semi inspired by um the rugged terrain of the alpine mountains so a lot of the insides of the eyewear um are actually cut quite sharp and raw on the inside um they also then have their little like mountain um logo on the on the side as well um and we've tried to do them within like organic kind of color ways that are representation of you know the natural kind of um landscapes so all of the names are inspired by famous mountains you've got the mount fuji which is our like classic sports style wrap uh wraparound sunglasses so this is like kind of the more sportier style so you could easily wear these if you're hiking or you're, um you're running or as a, a full train seasonal kind of eyewear. And then you've got your more street ones. So you've got your Mount Kosciuszko, you've got your Matterhorn, um, you've got your El Capitan, and then you've got your um, Araki, which is um, the Maori version or name for Mount Cook, which is New Zealand's highest mountain. Um, so, yeah, all of those kind of silhouettes, um, you know, they were all kind of built within um, the idea of kind of putting together that 
total outfit for Pyro of um, what that kind of looks like for our customer, you know, where he can wear them from the street or he can wear them through to the trail. Amazing. And again, all of those will be linked below in the description. I always think it's also really interesting to learn what, you know, the designer has really been into lately. You know, what, you know, particular pieces from the brand have you been interested in? Um, in terms of the eyewear or the whole collection? The whole collection. Yeah, I think like the the Mount Fuji eyewear um, I've been rocking for the last six months. You know, I've always kind of been a fan of like the classic um, Oakley kind of shape. Um, so that was definitely, you know, a style that I kind of took a lot of inspiration from and um, really kind of pushed our kind of development team to kind of build a silhouette that wasn't a rip from Oakley, but, you know, as a silhouette that we could still own, which is a kind of a challenge in itself because, you know, the Oakley eyewear, um, you know, is so iconic that anything close to it can resemble a rip, basically. But I think, you know, like the, the silhouette that we ended up with is really unique to Pyro. And, you know, I think, you know, that we've been able to build a, a classic shape that will you know be able to last us for the, you know, hopefully the next five to 10 years that we won't need to kind of reinvent the wheel. Um, in terms of our apparel, you know, I'm a massive fan of all of our puffer jackets. Um, we're in the summer here at the moment, so it is pretty pretty warm. It's definitely not puffer jacket weather. Um, but those are the kind of styles that, you know, I've kind of put the most amount of work in in terms of um, as a designer. You know, there's, a, for me, designing the outerwear and the, the technical kind of styles is something that I really kind of go deep on. Um making t-shirts every day and a hoodie etc you know you can only kind of do so much but when you're talking about your outerwear you're talking about you know our puffer jackets are all made with 3m Thinchlight, which is a, a featherless down technology they all have recycled um recycled nylon shells you know I, I took a lot of inspiration from my really technical ski jackets that i had back in the day um, that all had a lot of air vents um, all through them. So we've kind of taken that kind of technical aspect out of them and pulled them into our puffer jackets. So, you know, our puffer jackets have air vents down the side underneath each arm that can be opened up so you can let air flow through them. Um, they also have like removable um, kind of backs, backpack straps that loop through the back. So if you're hot, you can whip them off and kind of wear them as a backpack. Um, you know, and a lot of our, our hoodies as well, we actually built in air vents underneath the, the hoodie flap. So if you're wearing the hood up, the air can actually flow through the back of the hood and out the back by your neck. So kind of just thinking about, you know, all of these kind of design aspects of you know how, how it can be better functional um, and how it can be more technical and, you know, a better wear for the customer at the end of the day. Yeah. And again, I just want to stress that you know, we can all really see the amount of, you know, thought and attention and detail that goes into creating every single piece. And it's why it's, you know, becoming a fan favorite with people uh, here at the office. You know, what should people be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, so we're, um, we've actually, we've started um, designing our ranges now kind of globally. Um, so we've just, we've got, we're launching in New York um, next week, actually. Um, we've got a showroom over there. We're also picked up distribution agents in New Zealand as well. So our seasons are going to become a lot bigger and more global, meaning that it won't be so um, trans-seasonal as in like right now we're, you know, 30 degrees here at the moment. It's middle of summer, um, meaning, you know, you guys are coming off the back of your winter basically as well. So a lot of our styles will be trans-seasonal that'll cover 
both things. So we've really kind of built out our um, outerwear program again this year. Um, you know, added a heap more colors in our best-selling kind of puffer jackets. We developed a heap more um, lightweight puffers as well, um, some packable versions that can kind of be rolled up into a bag. And we've built out on a um, ski outerwear program as well. Um, you know, we did a kind of a test kind of run last last year of a couple of jacket silhouettes um, and some pants. And so this year we've kind of built out more of that kind of categories. We really kind of see that as a key kind of pillar to the brand moving forward that, you know, there's not a lot of brands that are, you know, playing in that market. Um, you know, from what I've kind of now realized after doing the production for all the snow stuff that there's quite a big barrier of entry for any new brand kind of wanting to launch into ski or snowboard outerwear. And, you know, it's kind of a reason why, you know, there's a lot of only the big legacy brands out there, you know, the big, the Burtons or, the Dekinds or any of those kind of bigger brands is because the MOQs for this, um, the technical fabrics for like the 10K waterproofing and all of those kind of fabrics that you need for this outerwear are massive, um, you know, and any kind of smaller brands trying to enter that space, the financial um, kind of input to get get your first production line um, done is really big. It's a massive risk. So, that's something that we kind of are going to keep rolling out. Um, you know, we've got a couple of new collabs that we're working on as well um, for the year, building off the ones that we did last year. Um, you know, last year we had some great ones with the New Era um, headwear. We did Nalgini water bottles. Uh, we did G-Shock watches. Um, we did a jewelry one with Black Devil. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of continually building out that pipeline. And, um, you know, we've got drops basically every month this year all the way through till December. So there's a, a heap of heap of product coming. Um, yeah, so we're super excited about it. We feel like we're just getting getting going with the brand. You know, we're only, this is our fourth year and we've kind of found our sweet spot in the market of what really kind of works for us and, you know, what we can own. And um, so that's what we're going to be doubling down on. Yeah, the brand definitely has a lot of momentum right now. You know, where can the people you know follow you to you know stay up to date? Yeah, I mean by our websites easiest pyraelements.com. Um our socials pyra um on Instagram is just pyra underscore underscore. Um and TikTok is exactly the same pyra underscore underscore. So we're posting on them um weekly. We do our obviously EDM drops every week as well. So if you yeah just stay up to date by any of those social channels or you can follow me as well. I post a lot of kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff daily um, in the office, out on shoots. And mine's just Sam Moore underscore high. Amazing. Everything will be linked in the podcast description. If anyone is interested, highly recommend. Thank you again, Sam, for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks so much for having me, Alexander.